you could probably scoot that way an inch or two. Back. Come back. Come back. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm in the same spot I started in. How's it, how's it look, guys? Are we centered enough? How's my hair? <sighs> How'd that sound? Huh. Ah. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got an ad here from Brian Palladino. I think I don't know if we've ever got an ad from him before. I've never seen one. I don't remember his name. This was a very fun project to finish. We took the original tobacco mahogany, took the original tobacco mahogany finish, and filled it. Of sorry, and filled the two humbucker slots, layering it with black, white, and army green. Then we gave it the relic it deserved. What did it? Did it deserve that relic? Steve hasn't seen the pictures. Yet. I haven't. Keeping the back natural with some wear. Next, we moved the scale to 27 inch to make it a baritone and installed a Bigsby bridge. The Tele pickups is a Fender Texas special for some well needed grit. The old frets have been filled and new frets mark the place of the new baritone's notes. We then drilled the new side dots uh, and filled it with uh, with lumen lumen lay lumen lay dots. Come and try this one-of-a-kind guitar. It was listed three months ago for $1,300. This is a PRS SC245 Baritone with Bigsby. It has not sold. It's at Matt's Guitars in Manassas, Virginia. My picture still didn't load. I'll be right back. Ryan, <laughs> why didn't you just get up and leave while I was reading? I don't know. That whole time, you could have been downloading the pictures onto your phone. Act like you're reacting for the first time because I'm going to edit out everything. Oh, I, I, I carried All my right. weight. All right, I'm back. Steve's going to act like he's reacting to it for the first time. Uh, my internet is so slow in the garage. I couldn't, I couldn't load the pictures of this. Uh, honestly, like, what, do you, Steve? Right now, summary judgment. I know you've been looking at the pictures. <sighs> okay. Uh, down, big down. old thumbs down. Oh, I'm, I'm way, way, way up for $1,300. I don't care about the price. I'm just looking at the guitar and I love every bit oh of this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I like, I like, I actually think what they did with the body is fine. The the whole redo with the body is fine. It's, it looks relic. It, it, it looks confusing. It doesn't look like a hack job. I just, I just love that the heart and soul of PRS guitars 
It's it's just shiny, yeah, shiny, yeah, yeah. prissy. Don't get a scratch. Like everything has to be this perfect piece of guitar jewelry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything about this project is just, and I love it. I love it to death. This is amazing. There are so many elements of this that I'm like, wow, you have to be like, I mean, obviously you don't have to be like a mathematical genius, but you have to be very precise. Yes. No, this is like, there's a lot of very precise things going on here. Hidden underneath just this rat rod, gritty relic aesthetic. And I recognize that it was inevitable by changing the scale that you would put frets through birds. I love that is and, my favorite thing. So that is like, it is a thousand cherries on top of the Sunday is putting a fret straight through the bird because it's just like, we got to move the frets around and it's like, we're not yeah. even going to try to hide it. They filled in the empty fret slots with like bright red epoxy, which, or I'm, something. Ki- which I'm kind of mixed on that because you can see where like wood is missing, right? Like I love so it. So it's whatever. I love uh, it. The part that kills me. The fill-in of the dots looks bad. It all looks bad, but it, the, like, it all works. The double dot for the 12th fret is that that was hand-drilled. Like they did not every, that's what I'm saying. Like everything else about this seems like so precisely, like they thought about it. And then the dots are just like, fuck it. Here we go. That's what I love about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. It's incredible. It's, this is. it's amazing. Like, I hope that PRS sees this guitar and they they contact this person and they hire them. Like, this is the future of PRS right here. Like, if PRS has looked like this, oh, I'd, I'd be a PRS boy. And I love the <laughs> I love the Bigsby with the single Telecaster bridge pickup with the 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 Bigsby uh, mounts thing I'm going ca- on. Like, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of interested in how that sounds. Just because in my head, like the baritone sound that I want, which I don't really like, I don't own a baritone, so like I don't he, know why I think this, but I think of like, especially with like a baritone telly is that I would want neck pickup. Sure. Sure. But if you whispered in my ear, baritone PRS, I'm thinking some sort of new metal extended scale, uh, double humbuckers. They, they probably have that. Like it, it's probably like a silver burst over flamed maple sort of situation. It's not a single Telecaster bridge pickup with the big speed. Like this is something else. And I love it. I love it. They did it. Uh, the price is the price, whatever they want to charge. I don't care. I'm not going to pay for it, but I like looking at it. It uh, looks like they may have, let's see. I know it started out as an SE. I know it's, it's like a $500 guitar, right? Um, the SE 245s, I'm not sure how much they are. There was a baritone, what they called the 277. But what uh, was the model. price? Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was asking. It's from 2021. Steve. Baritone. There's a used one at Guitar Center for $850. i am asking what this model actually goes for. Right. Uh, PRS... SE. Well, what do you think that this model would go I for? I thought it went for like 500, 600. It's $680 for a tobacco one, which is probably this one. They're just doubling the price, baby. 
for the labor. You can get these used for. Yeah, but they're not baritones where all the frets have been moved. But I'm saying so they they had a this is functionally a used one with a nine hundred dollar upcharge. Yeah, because they changed everything about it. Did they nine hundred dollars change everything? It's an amazing about it? feat of not only engineering and modification, but also of style. It's a it's a it's a tribute to like lowbrow style. Like I love it. It just all it needs is pinstriping, and this I'm gonna, is a, this is a perfect guitar. I'm gonna take. We're gonna fix this. I'm gonna take your Silver Sky. I'm gonna fill in the I'm gonna fill in the bridge to move it back, and I'm just gonna pull pull all the frets out. But I'm not gonna replace them, and then you can have a fretless baritone. Let's turn no let's let's turn the the silver sky into a bass. I don't, <laughs> we'll the, fill in the, the we'll fill in the, the bridge. The body might not be long enough for that. Nah, I don't think it's gonna it'll, be long be, enough. it'll be it'll work. No, I don't I don't know if it's long enough. <laughs> I just no, this. It, and it, we can't really tell from the pictures. It might suck to play. No, I bet it's really good to play. But it from, looks like it should be good to play. The fact that they that they did functionally move all the frets to compensate for the change in scale length, and that it, it looks fairly competent. Like it's messy. Like, but how much of that messiness is intentional? Because they went for a really messy style with just about everything here. And that's what I love about it is it is just so like deal with the reef. We're doing okay. this, just deal with it. So it's hard to tell, like, is this going to be a quality playing guitar or is it, is it going to feel like gritty and, and awful? Like there's like, there's ends of frets that look like there's glue up around them and stuff like that. But they were also having to cut into the binding and whatnot. I, <laughs> I just love it. I got so excited when I was looking at these pictures. I think some of those spots that look like glue on the ends, that's like the backfill. Maybe. I I really think... This is the best PRS I've ever seen in my entire I life. I really think this thing probably plays really good. Yeah, probably. It needs new strings. <laughs> and you know what? If you, if you want a neck pickup on this... Submarine. Like a surface mount gold foil? Surface mount gold foil. Mmm... Don't tell me that wouldn't look hot on this. A surface mount gold foil on this baritone Telecaster PRS. I'll say they took a POS and turned it into a PRS. It wasn't a POS before. It was, you know, PRS SEs. They're, they're, they're great. They're just totally great. They're totally they fine guitars. A, they took, what? They're, they're awesome. And this is this is a fantastic use of one. Uh, I I, I, I have trouble imagining that I'm going to pick something else for the adventure club. Like in, <laughs> in my in my heart, this has already won. I have to I have to pick something else then, just so we can flip something dumb. We're going to use the wheel this time, man. Is the oh. wheel is the wheel over there? Um, I don't know where the wheel is right now. My kids were playing with it a while back. I don't know where it ended up. It's not over here. I, I do not see it. Oh, it's back here. Yeah. It's oh, there not, it is. Yeah, that where I pointed. I thought Steve, you were pointing. Steve, looked where I pointed. I thought you were pointing, over, there. You were pointing over there. on the floor right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's behind. No, it's not next it's to me. It's behind me. No, it's not. I didn't look behind you me. You just have to look to your left. I, oh, my god! I gosh. did right here at eye level. <laughs> 
So oh, what, right. you don't like the price. What I don't do you, like the price. What do you think the price should be? Six fifty. You think it should only be six fifty? It should be the same price as new. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I'm th- really. I think it should be less than new. I think. It, I think. But I would at six fifty. I would be interested. I'm feeling eight fifty. But still not thirteen hundred. Not thirteen. So you admit like, I'm that's right. Me, that is me filtering it through my own personal budget <laughs> sorts of stuff. If this was local, I'd go. I'd go drive to if, check it out. If this was local, what would you offer as a straight across? Well, I trade? would just go. I would just go on a pilgrimage to experience it mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. the intent of buying it. But if I was there and I was like, oh man. Oh, I think I like this. Then I, around eight fifty, I feel like I would be able to justify it in some sort of weird way. It's a look at this thing. It's nuts. When are you ever going to see this again? I'm going to email this to PRS. Okay, to our contacts at PRS, and be like, I know that I have no like. You guys don't care about anything I say or do, but this is something I care about. Please just like consider this for a future run. Like every hire this person for your custom shop. Matt's guitars is, is an actual store Yeah, in, in this place. So what you need to do, what you would do, the way to do it is go there, check it out. And if you like it, you offer like, I'll do a, I'll do a store feature video. But they're in VA for, for the guitar. I'm, well, yeah, I'm saying if they were low, if, if it was I'm, a local store. Hey, hey. If I can get a cheap flight out there, if if you're watching this, Matt's guitars. If I can get a cheap flight out there, and you uh-huh, still have uh-huh. this thing. If I come out there and film it, can I have it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ouch! I- I'm not going to just buy it, but I'll dedicate a minimum three days of my life just going out there and filming it. Just don't fly Alaska or Oh, my gosh. No, that's the cheap seats, man. That's how I save the money. <laughs> the cheap seats that fall out of the plane? Yeah, that's why. Mid-flight? It's so affordable. Good grief. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Ryan... <laughs> Yeah, okay. What what do I know? Steve? What, you know, me. uh we have a Patreon and if we get more people in the Patreon then maybe you can afford to upgrade to a real airplane. <sighs> Alaska is a, is a fine airline. Like I've I've never had a bad time flying on Alaska. I've heard they've really gone downhill in the last like decade. Is, is that was that That's what I've heard. I mean, I guess I haven't flown them recently. I don't know when the last yeah. time. I mean, all them. airlines kind of feel the same to me. Yeah. Why are we talking about airlines now? I don't know. You pivoted I, back to airlines when I was trying to pivot very smoothly to the Patreon. Oh, t- Steve, Patreons? Do we have Patreons? We have Patreons. What? That's amazing. Yeah, we have uh, four new people to talk about this episode. Uh, that makes my day. These are all Thank people you. who support the show uh, on a monthly or annual pledge basis. And for as little as a dollar a month or as much as $10 a month or whatever you want, feel like uh, sky's the limit. big uh, spenders, the whales out there. Yeah. Get on our Patreon yeah. flex. <laughs> you know, I saw a picture the other day of Mark Zuckerberg sitting Flexing? around a campfire playing acoustic guitar. For all we know, he's a viewer. Mark. What's up, man? Hey, invite us over. I want to try your fancy steaks. 
I'll, Mark, you invite me, I'll fly to you. I won't even beg a billionaire to pay for it. I'll I'll pay you'll, to fly to you. You will pay for the flight to Hawaii. I will hang out with Mark Zuckerberg. Like he seems like he likes cool stuff. He likes barbecue. He likes going surfing on his foil boards and stuff like that. He, like like Mark, let's hang out. Ryan, here's, I use Facebook. Here's four, me on there. Here's four people that I know are cooler than Mark Zuckerberg at the ten dollar level. Cody Schultz. Thank you, Cody. Uh, and Nicholas Lancaster at the $5 level, DM Meyer. And at the $1 level, Outstanding Bill. Outstanding Bill. <laughs> Short for Outstanding William. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure where he's outstanding. Actually, I do. He's outstanding in New Zealand. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Down there. Thanks, folks. Oh, I do want to say this is not related to Patreon, um, but we just... Uh, are getting some things changed right now with our audio feed. So if you're listening to this on audio, you are, you probably heard my ad run and then you heard some other ads run. I've set it up to run six ads per episode. We do get paid for these ads. Uh, Steve wants to know if it's annoying. Just let me know if you hate them. If it's too much. But the reality is, is we're getting paid. So probably not going to do a lot about it, but I might work more on setting up like a very basic, like, free t- or a uh, paid tier through Spotify. Okay. So let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. If you don't mind the ads, uh, then we'll just leave them. We're kind of milking Spotify as long as we can, because we know eventually they're going to pull all this funding and not pay anyone. Like they're just trying to get everyone to migrate over yeah. and then they'll stop paying. So we're just trying to get the money I mean, while the, we can. Getting rid of the ad that I read is already a hard shift that they're doing. They're, they're ending that in February. Oh really? Yeah. So your very own ad. It'll only, it'll only be like, third party like the first ad i heard was for like a some concert at yamava casino so it's i think it's localized to like where you live too. all right all right so okay um yeah i actually listened to our own episode once i used to do that back in the day like i now i know that i watch it now on youtube but i used to sit and listen to the podcast on itunes like the day that it would come out oh wow which I, why because I wouldn't actually listen to it while I was editing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> because back then, oh, right. back then when it was only audio, it was like, oh, I just have to put the beginning on and I have to put the song, the song the on the end. And I didn't have to listen to the middle part. So it would take me like 15 minutes to edit an episode. And then I would listen to it on launch day so we could chat on the Facebook group about right. it. See, Mark, I use Facebook. Facebook is a big part of the community. You would know that if you joined the group, Mark Zuckerberg. We also use Instagram and threads. I'm going to invite Mark Zuckerberg to join the 60 second. Uh, uh, also helping finance this fine program are the folks over at chase bliss. Uh, if you're in a bad mood, you need to buy a mood mark too. It will make you feel better or it will put you in, in math. Don't go into credit card debt for a mood. Just don't Yeah, just, de- just use your debit card. Yeah, Just use, use, just use, use money that you have. Yeah. If you yeah. don't have the money, then you don't need it. You know, yeah. like, but if you want, you know, if you want a really fun pedal, that's probably more creative than you are. I think it's probably more creative than everyone is. Um, get a mood. Seriously. Get a mood, Mark, too. ChaseBliss.com. Uh, thanks, Joel I'm and get, folks over at ChaseBliss. I am currently intending to gear up to film a couple ChaseBliss pedals, the the new mood mm-hmm. included. And the, the grift is that I'm going to do it on Timu's dime. So... <laughs> So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> a team sponsored Chase Plus demo. That's what we're doing here this, in the future. Unless, unless Timu hears the podcast we did a week or so ago, 
Or we, that was like two weeks ago, right? Um, or they hear me saying this right now, and they're like, we're not going to work with him anymore. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, this next ad was sent by Brian Brooks, um, and it says, Martin DX1 Solid Spruce, top right-handed acoustic guitar. Item description is just literally the words that I just said. Um, hey, my friend, it's, I can't turn it and read it. I have to turn my head. Is this a song that I should know? I don't know if it is a song. I think it's just random words. Let's see. Oh, I can turn. Let's see. I can turn the rotation lock on. Uh, and it says, I was trying to read. Hey, my friend, it seems, yes, it seems your eyes are troubled. Care to share your time with me? Would you say you're feeling low? And so a good idea would be to get it off your mind. Are you... Looking for answers to questions under the stars. Well, if along the way you are growing weary, you can rest with me oh till a brighter day. You're okay. I do know where you go is where I want to be, where you are going, where you go, where do you go? My heart was made of broken bones what it just it my reads, soul it reads like generative text fill when you're like texting my someone. soul's a bag of sticks and stones and out along this dusty road you have come to uh you have come my love to take me home left to right up and down love push up love steve you don't have to read every word that you see there's too many words on this guitar can we can we move on to if, talking if about you it? recognize this as a song or a poem let us know. Oh, I recognize it as a poem, but I don't know if it's original. I don't know if it's a well-known poem. Is it like poem. a meme poem or I something? I don't know. But someone someone printed all this out, and they cut it up, and they pasted it all over this Martin. And uh, it's, this is on Goodwill, by the way. Yeah. Here's the debate. Is this a good price? Because it's like half price of this guitar unmolested. 241 ended. I would say it is... Mm. I mean, look at the close. It's got a crack in the body, so no. But if you look at the close-up pictures, there's a lot of Mod Podge going on here. There's a lot of clear coat brushed on. This isn't this isn't stickers that you could yeah. attack with goo yeah. on. Like it's going to take sandpaper to get this stuff off. Yeah, and no. you're going you're the guitar is not going to look new when you're done. Like it's going to look very far from new. Like I'd almost say that if you want to undo this, paint is probably the way to go. Because, yeah, you're going to be grinding at it with a, sand, Ryan, with a sander. If this was a song, who do you think this song is by? <sighs> Erica Badu. God, if only it was. I thought you were going to say Eric Clapton. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, do you want to make a second guess? Um, uh, I will say, I'll give you a hint. Like Erica Badu, the artist who wrote this song also has an African heritage. Hootie, without his blowfish. Oh, Darius Rucker? No, yeah. not Darius Rucker. Uh, though I could see how you would get this artist confused with Darius Rucker. Sort of, maybe... I'm just I'm just throwing names oh, out. Okay, like I don't know. It's Dave Matthews Band. Really? <laughs> God. 
gosh. <laughs> the song is called the uh, best, the best of what's around. Uh, I do not know what album it was on. Of course it's a Dave Matthews fan. Of course it is. And, and that makes sense because Dave Matthews, d- does he play more? He plays Martin guitar. Does he? I think he has that black, th- like thin bodied thing. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, that's a different, that's a different guitar. Does he play different? I, that was the last time I, I, I looked at what guitars he was playing. That was the nineties. So I, sorry. Did I, this was on, <laughs> I've ever con- told the story about the time I shot video at a wedding and they hired a, uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Dave, Dave Matthews. Matthews. They hired a Dave Matthews impersonator. What? To play at the wedding reception. <laughs> what? So he was just playing. He was, he kind of looked like Dave Matthews, but he was just playing Dave Matthews songs on acoustic guitar, like in the corner of the reception, unmiked, not amplified at all. He was just there playing for what must have been like three hours. Did he just play like Crash Into Me over and over again? Like what? Hey, that is Dave Matthews has more than one song. Okay. He's got at least four. I know the Dave Matthews fans out there are going nuts because Dave Matthews is like one of these like I like, can't, like he, he's he's become a replacement for the Grateful Dead in I a lot of ways. Imagine and that, I know that the fandom is is wild. I can't imagine that we have a lot of crossover with Dave Matthews. Dave like, Matthews fans, big big Dave Math like Dave Matthews fans that are that care that much. Dave Matthews fans, redirect your anger from me to Steve in the comment section. Say Steve, I'm a Dave Matthews. Fan, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a Dave head. Say I'm a Dave head. Is that what you call yourself? I don't know. What do they call themselves? But yeah, this thing is half price. It has a ding in the side. Dave Matthews band fans should be called the Mat Pack. <laughs> Dave to the grave. Jesus, we're coming. Okay, now now we're uh, you know we're spitballing Dave Matthews fan tattoos. <laughs> Dave to the grave, strolling around his guitar and his I like, his, his face is I like, like Dave Matthews and nineteen ninety seven. I don't hate Dave Matthews. I just think it's funny to be a huge fan of him. The the he did like a I think it was like a PBS special with it was him and Tim Reynolds. That was pretty good. I mean, if I was gonna be a huge fan of one of the, like one a band of that era, it would totally be the Spin Doctors, and not just because I got the two princes and I'm holding a Spin Doctors pick from Chris. I'd follow the spin doctors around, catch every show, do a lot of drugs, get it, get a spin doctors tattoo. Maybe I should get two Princeton's one on each bicep. Bam. Princeton, like Princeton, Princeton. Princeton. And, you'd be like, and people, people who are part of the spin doctors fandom won't get it. They'll be like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like it's kind of my own thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you wouldn't get it. I have a connection to the spin doctors. So it's that, wouldn't is that gonna, that's going to be the tattoo that you're going to get when we get a million subs. No, I'm not getting a tattoo when we get a million subs. I'm getting a tattoo when we get 200,000 subs. No, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> that'll be like two years, maybe? Three years? I Who knows? Know. Depends if we can ever figure out how to go viral. We just got to go viral. Got to go viral. You got to get sick. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> this oh, viral man. video is sick. <laughs> No one wanted to hear that, Ryan. This is a good episode. Do you have anything else to say about this? I think someone should buy it. The back of this, the back of this uh, headstock reminds me of your Timu guitar. It's you know Martin did that like composite neck yeah. stuff. It's like a lam- laminate neck. Yeah, but like every I've picked up a few of them and played them. Like ah, it feels fine to me. Yeah. 
I don't know, like th- this is a project starter. This is this is a budget campfire guitar. Yeah, the if, D- the DX ones are are typically good guitars. If, I don't know how they play when they're covered in glue. If you're Dave to the grave, like some people are, then like this is a no brainer. You're gonna buy it. You probably knew what song this was just from looking at it on the screen here. You didn't need Steve to read it, decode it for you. You knew exactly what was going on here because you are Dave to the grave. I like that. It feels good to say. Say it, Steve. Dave to the grave. See? Oh, dude, that could be a radio program, like a midnight, like we're, we're hitting the midnight. Sh- it's it's no, it's it, 12.30 in the morning. It's time to take Dave to the grave. You're listening to 107.9 D-A-V-E. That's right. You're riding Dave to the grave. Rotting Dave to the grave is like oh, it could be like a graveyard shift. That's like radio a woman show. who's married to a guy named Dave, and she's like, "We're never getting a divorce." If you're a woman, I'm riding Dave. If you're to the grave. Where, if you are a woman listening or watching this show right now, and you're married to someone named Dave, please at least get a novelty T-shirt, like airbrushed at the county fair that says "Dave to the grave." I want to like send us a big. I want to see it. I want to know that this exists. After I've said it, I oh we gosh. said the words. I want to see it realized into reality. So, what do you think? Do you think someone should buy it? Somebody did buy it for two hundred forty-one dollars and one cent. Well, there you go. It's and gone. there were thirty-two bids. Oh, I forgot. Goodwill's like a bidding site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone bought it, and they got a good, they got a good price. I wonder if they. Uh, I wonder what they did. You thought that you said these are like five hundred. There's there's something like that. Um. I was looking at Sweetwater's new prices when I checked that. Would you buy this? If you were no. shopping for a campfire guitar, would, you, would this grab uh, your attention? I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing about $500 on Reverb. Yeah. Uh, some four, 440. 420. What? There's one for 420. Okay, Steve, play with me here. No, I would not buy this for more than like probably 200. Sure, so a little so bitter. Two, so 240 is not. It's not that far off. That far off. After shipping them. Could have been a three hundred dollar guitar. Yeah, that's too much in my opinion. This is at Goodwill of Southwestern Pennsylvania. Now play with me a little bit here, Steve. Say that you just happen to have this. You've acquired it. It's come into your life. Right. You have to keep it. There's a, there's a curse situation. You have okay. to keep this in your life, but you can modify it. What what's your game plan here? What are you going to do? I don't know. It depends on how. I'd have to like maybe put like a very small amount of chemical peel on it mm. and see if, see how this is all stuck together. Like see if stuff starts coming up. Yeah. The problem with like a chemical peel or of any sort is because this is an acoustic guitar. That bridge could pop right off. You know, maybe a whole bunch of things could just start popping off. Yeah. Like the top could separate from the sides. I don't really know. So the, if it, if that is not an option, do you just spray paint the front of the body? <laughs> like it's gonna have. You're still gonna see the texture of all this shit on. Oh, I know. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I just need to start listening to more Dave Matthews. Maybe, th- that maybe I need to become. Solution. Maybe I need to become Dave, Dave to, to the, the grave. grave. <laughs> Dave Griver. Messed it up. Dave Digger. Dave Digger. Yeah, that's what it is. People who are Dave Matthews band fans are Dave Digger. They're Dave Digger. Ryan, what's new, dude? I got to get off of this. What is new? <laughs> well, Dinosaur Ghost is showing, uh, is, is playing 
a show pretty soon. Yeah. And it might be in your area. So I'm going to try to do a little thing here, try to let you guys know about this show so that I can say that I promoted it because I actually do need to promote it. I need to get people to the show. I, I, heard, actually, I heard this show's in Southern California. It is. It's in Long Beach, Steve. It is a winter surf festival that goes on for two whole days. Wow. A Saturday and a Sunday, February 3rd through 4th. If you want to see my band, Dinosaur Ghost Play, then you want to show up on the 4th. That's a Sunday. I think we're playing around 3 or 4 p.m., somewhere in that area. But we're on the same ticket as Slacktone, which is a big deal band. The Pyronauts, cool. the Boat Floaters, the Magnetos, Danger Force 5, Hillbilly, Hillbilly Soul Surfers, Cadillac Angels, and Dirty Penguin. It is at the PCH Club at the Golden Sales Hotel, 6285 East Pacific Coast Highway, Long Beach, California, 90803. All ages welcome. Tickets are at StellarShows.net. Need a room? One twenty nine a night. Call. Wow. <laughs> I'll I'll put I put up the flyer already. I'll have a link down below. Uh, Dinosaur Ghost is playing shows, and this is going to be one of them. It's going to be post Nam, which will be fun. Yeah. You know, we'll have this release. It's like ah, Nam's over. Now I can relax and have fun. Hopefully, I can get a practice in with the guys. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Come to the show if you live in the Long Beach surrounding area. Don't don't fly in or anything stupid like that drive in but not too far like i feel like if you're i feel like an hour is too far if you're within that hour bubble give it a go uh, i am off the hook <laughs> i'm steve i'm, I'm making, like a, i'm, I'm making like an, you come like an hour and 10 minutes but these 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 uh these surf festival shows this is the winter version of the surf guitar 101 festival oh cool so it's it's a huge surf festival show all surf bands, there's going to be a lot of stuff there. There's going to be a lot of cool people to hang out with and talk with and a lot of gear there and stuff like that. So if you like this channel, you'll probably enjoy visiting and checking out this show. So that's awesome. just something to think about. That's what's new with me. What about awesome. you, Steve? I brought this. I talked about this two weeks ago. I brought it. Oh, boy. So new thing. Show it to you. Show it to me, Steve. This is the Fuzzrocious oh, little fella. Oh, it's sparkly. I've, I've got the uh, Rocket Music here, yeah, the too. matching button on there. But, uh, yeah, it's a red sparkle finish. That's the painted finish. Or not the painted. That's the the UV printed finish. I love that red sparkle. Uh, and, of course, they also do hand painted a hand-painted version. And I love that little fella on there. Yeah. And my kid saw that and was like, she's like, I know that what spider that is. And she looked it up because that's a real that's, spider. Yeah, that's Jim. I forget what it's called. She knows that spider. Yeah. Uh, I forget what kind so of So this is an is. overdrive? It's an overdrive, but it's real interesting because it's a got volume, tone, drive, drive and gain. And then a gate and switch. And a gate switch. So the gate switch is basically like... Like, like a noise gate? It turns the... No, no. It's fuzzrocious, man. Okay, so it does something wild. It get, it's a turns your your it it by, turns it into a fuzz. It bypasses the gain and turns the whole thing into like a gated drive. So if you take the drive and go all the way up and you turn the gate on, you basically have a gated like medium gain fuzz. All right, all right. It's ridiculous. It's very it's kind of, I don't understand the relationship between the drive and the gain yet. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I watched a couple videos and they don't explain it either. <laughs> uh, I need to watch Ryan Bruce did a video. He might explain it in his, I need to watch it again. Um, but I've just been messing with it. 
and like, oh, I'm going to turn the drive all the way up and the gain down. No, I'm going to turn the gain all the way up and the drive down and trying to, it, it kind of, what it feels like is that your, it's almost like your drive is only distorting. It's like a, it's like a overdrive, but it's overdrive. It's like an overdrive where it's centered around, I don't know, like seven or eight K and the gain feels like it's an overdrive maybe a little heavier distortion with a tonal center maybe more around like three or four k so when you turn the gain up you get a lot of like this is the gain knob is that's your doom knob right your your drive knob is like your more traditional overdrive kind of a drive tone but then you turn both of them up and it's just like wall sounds like you should do a demo steve kind of we're trying to work towards Steve having a rig to do demos at home. Do you guys want to see a Steve demo of the little fella? When you're done yelling at Steve for not believing in the, in the Dave Matthews fans <laughs> that we have in our own fandom, tell Steve in the comment section the Dave, to, do, to not, do a demo of the little fella. For not believing in the Dave diggers. Right, the Dave diggers. I made a, I made a couple, I took a couple steps this week to... To making content at home, um, I downloaded OBS, so now I can do like things where I can manipulate the screen. Like I, I can, love that you're just I can like screen record and yeah. film myself at the same time. So that's more for like talky. Like if a perfect thing that we're going to talk about later is the whole Gibson stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to make a reaction video and just say like, "Here's the article," or "Let's watch the video," sure, like I could do something like that. Um, and then the other thing I did is I finally took a, took apart my oops, all rats board <laughs> and I put, um, I put this drum on it and I put a looper on it and the HX stomp. So that's like, uh, I wanted to there put that together as a, like a you, little utility. You board. should put the oops, all rats board back together to make a video with it. <sighs> but then I won't have the, the utility board that I need to interface. Welcome to making uh, content. You have to take stuff apart and then put it back together. But I, I need, all the time. I need utility board all right all right all right all right all right (laughs) what's next are we i don't don't think i don't think i'm like gonna i don't think i'm gonna like throw a mic on an amp i think i would just do it all direct yeah yeah maybe i don't know i've got that i've still got an mxl 990 no don't use that it's the best ryan i have a ribbon mic we have an austin uh yeah austin ribbon i just let me let me try to figure out how to do some stuff with the stomp first because i don't really know the what stomp my is the a, noise is a smart way to go is. yeah and, and maybe someday i'll mic an amp you actually don't we'll need see. to be too loud to make a demo i actually keep things pretty quiet in here when I it's demo. not it's not like that kind of noise it's like i don't even know what the like the electrical noise in there oh i see i got you i got you all right you know what steve what ryan there's something that we should talk about What's something we should talk about? We should talk about our sponsor, Stringjoy. Whoa, Ryan did a Ryan did a segue by himself. I beat you to yeah. it. Was I at the right place? Yeah, you did. I totally nailed, nailed it. it. I, mean, I it, nailed it. I mean, it's it. not like I didn't write it down where you can see it. I, you, you think know, I know sure. how to read? That's I'm true. I'm getting all kinds of compliments from Steve today. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, tell us more about Stringjoy. String tell us more about Stringjoy. Stringjoy makes these strings right here. These are their coded strings, the orbiters. This this is a 10 and a half to 50 gauge set. I've been using these on everything. They're coated with enamel, Steve. The same stuff you find on your teeth. If you want strings that feel like your teeth, check out Stringjoy. 
Use our link down below with code H-U-M, H-U-M to get 10% off at checkout. And also, if you use our use our link and you buy strings, we get a little cut, which helps us out because we use money to buy candy to rot our own teeth. All right. Here's what I want after that ad. Let's make this ad interactive. We're I going, can't believe I actually did that. I the, pulled it off. The week that, that this episode airs, we will be at NAM, mm-hmm. and I want people to sit, post in the comments whether or not they think uh, Scott is going to tell us to stop comparing the orbiters to teeth. <laughs> We're going to pull up on the string joy booth and Blake and Scott are both just going to be like, guys, it's not the same as teeth. Stop telling people it's teeth. We're getting emails where people are like, I want the teeth string. You know what? You know, you know who buys a lot of guitars famously? Joe Bonamassa? Dentists. <laughs> And they love the joke. Okay. Do they? If, if you're buying PRSs, you're just buying all these PRSs because you're, you're a, f- a famous dentist and you're tired of golfing. How many famous string dentists toys? They're coated there. with enamel. You know, a hot shot rock star dentist. You know, they're out there. I actually shot video. Like, I have all these stories of shooting random video. I actually shot video at like an orthodontist presentation that was like... <laughs> It was for this place that man right. that manufactures uh, uh, braces and all okay. sorts of like parts to braces and stuff like that. And it was this room with like probably good 50, 60 people in it. And it was it was wild to shoot because it was just them showing before and afters mm-hmm. of all the work that they've done. Like here here's this guy and some some poor kid with his jaw hanging out this far. And he's like, here he is a year and a half later, and he looks like a model. And everyone's just like, yeah. It was a wild thing to shoot. So I totally believe that there are like in that scene of like dentists and orthodontists, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. I believe that there are like rock stars in that community. People who are just like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. I saw, it's- I saw a kid whose jaw was backwards coming out the back of his head and he brought it around and he did a full loop just to show that he could do it. Is this where is that- I thought you were going to be like, I did this thing. I know. <laughs> so thanks uh, to String Joy for coating their strings with enamel just like teeth. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I, I filmed this thing at a dentist conference and somebody recognized me. No, so no. It was, it was guitar years. playing dentist. It was, it was long before anyone would have recognized me. All right, Ryan. Yes. I don't know how we want to approach this topic. It's very delicate do, and sensitive, no, isn't it? It's not. Do we want to do the the amps first or the sale first? Let's do the amps first. Let's do the amps first. Yeah. Uh, uh, first, of, uh, we'll just say it. There's a rumor that Gibson is up for sale again. That yeah. someone could buy them. We'll talk about that in a bit. Now that we got y'all riled up, and you're like, "What? What's going on?" Now we're going to talk about the new Gibson amps, the new Falcon series. Yep. Uh, so they came out with these amps. It's called the Falcon series. <laughs> I just said that, Steve. Uh, they got a five watt version <laughs> and a twenty watt version. I think they're, I think they're thirteen and eighteen hundred dollars. Is that right? Um, it's something like that. It's in that Gibson, neighborhood. Falcon Gibson Flacon Five because I can't type. Uh, the Falcon Five is fifteen hundred. The uh, Falcon Twenty is. So are we going to agree that we're we're going to talk about the pricing right now? Well, I'm just saying the prices because that is one of the things that a lot of people uh, were like freaking out about. Well, the people who are freaking out, that's the first thing that they're freaking out about. 
everyone else just seems to be like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm curious to check those out. Oh, I'm yeah. glad that Gibson is back in the amp game. I mean, they're back in the amp game by way of acquiring Mesa Boogie yeah. <laughs> a while back. And they're, the, the Mesa Boogie guy is now an employee of Gibson, and so now he is designing yeah. uh, these uh, amps. Randall Smith, I think yeah, is yeah. his name. So good for, uh, good for him. It, they look handsome. I watched the videos. I watched the in-house videos from Gibson. Um and I think they sound interesting. I was actually surprised that they're leaning into this low wattage, spiky grit sort of sound. Here's a comment for you from their video. Distortion sounds like ass. <laughs> I clean, love it. Clean clean is nice and chimney. For what Gibson nice is and chimney. for what Gibson is probably going to charge for these, they should have done much better. Uh, well here here's here's the problem. Mm-hmm. When I think of a Gibson fan, like someone who loves Les Pauls and SGs and various other Gibsons, mm-hmm. I think of someone who's also a Marshall fan. Right. Someone who likes half stacks, full stacks. They like high gain. They like classic rock. Okay. And then on the other side of Gibson, you've got people who love their ES335s and they're like getting kind of bluesy and stuff like that. They, they want to get dark and creamy with them. Mm-hmm. These amps really don't reflect any of those stereotypes that I have in my head. These are, they're like, they're like fenders. They, they, they float somewhere in this fendery, supero-y sort of like spice, spiky, spicy grit sort of realm. Like all I was listening to it. It was like, that, that might actually be an all right, like link Ray amp. Right. Like they that the the in-house videos didn't show off the spring reverb the way I would have liked them to mm-hmm. because a lot of the old Gibson amps legitimately have drippy reverbs. Like legitimately have really wild sounding reverbs. I've I've had the pleasure of playing a few vintage Gibson amps just because every time I see one in a shop, I'm like, I gotta check this thing out. I've always been surprised by the reverbs on them. So if I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna check one out. Probably not on the channel, but if I'm at Guitar Center randomly and they have one, I'll, I'll sit down and, and get right. an opinion on it. But I was surprised that in their first modern outing with amplifiers that they went that kind of like spiky, gritty yeah. direction yeah. with the gain structure of these things. I, I admire them for it. Here's another comment from But I also video. think that it's not going to land with a lot of Gibson yeah. fans. Uh, and it's a long one. I like the idea of these amps, but I think you missed the price point entirely. I think it would have been far wiser to launch these at a $500 price point and take some of the market share from lunchbox amps offered by Rev and the Orange Tiny Terror series. I think the new Falcons would have performed well in that segment by offering the only amp with a vintage lineage amongst more modern amps. And then maybe later on offer some more expensive option modes, but without encroaching on Mesa's offerings no doubt these amps will sound great since randall's crew is overseeing them but i just can't fathom spending that much on one of these heck the vintage falcon skylarks could be picked up for around 500 dollars for the last few decades that part that very last thing is true you can go buy sure, a sure. skylark for 600 dollars or a falcon for about a thousand dollars on reverb right now uh it will be old and it will probably need to be serviced but that said the 500 dollars comment is is not stupid it's stupid. And I don't want to demean anyone, but you're stupid if you wrote that. I'm sorry. They they should be free. Like if Gibson really wants to win people over, <laughs> the amps should be free, right? 
Why are they charging money for amps? People are using these to make music, and music is free. You I'm, listen I'm to it on at, Spotify for free. Talking. So why would you charge for an amplifier? Where, what is Steve going to do? No, 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 I just want to look at something. He just wants me to, oh, he's looking at the Rev D20, which is a totally different style of amplifier. He's saying that Gibson should have come out with a lunchbox amp, which I've actually been using that thing, believe it or not. Uh, I've been keeping around the D20 for years. Uh, I was using it with that golf band because it was it's really nice and light for carrying around. Yeah, it yeah. was actually really convenient for plugging in an XLR and running into a cab at the same time for getting some recordings and stuff like so that. So the D20 is a 20 slash four watt head. It's about twelve hundred dollars, and it is made in Canada. Yeah. So I mean, there which is not america it's sorry. not but yeah. but that's I, the know. same as something being made in mexico it's not in the usa <laughs> it's still made by foreigners so not as good i mean their labor is, not there, is there labor that, i'm going to be hanging out with the rev crew this weekend so i <laughs> is the is the labor that much cheaper i i, I, have I, no idea. Have no I it's idea. probably more expensive because you, you have to like have you have to have maple trees and you have to harvest the syrup and then get it good. converted into currency and it's a, it's a big hassle you and your Canadian jokes, man. I know they're not very good. No, they're not. I'm not very good at making fun of Canadians. Uh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> looks exactly like my decades old crate vintage 30. <laughs> I will stick with my crate. Been going strong for a long time. Only cost me 250 brand new. A fool and his money are soon parted. Well, I, here, here, I'll, I'll lay out some criticisms. I said some nice things about the amps. Yeah. I'll lay out some criticisms. The, what is this, a 7-watt or a 5-watt amp? It's, a, I believe, a 5 and a 20. The 5-watt amp, I don't understand. Right. And that's kind of because I already don't understand low-wattage amps anyways. I feel like my threshold is in the teens. Like, once you get under the teens, and like, what? I've, you've lost all the headroom on the lows. Like, mm -hmm. this does, it just... And it's, it's, they're good for that sort of sound, that very tight tin can boxy sort of sound. If you want that, that's how you get it. I don't want that. I want a clean but full EQ'd sort of tone out of an right. amp. And then if right. I can push it up to drive, great. That's fun. I like drive every now and then. But I do want a clean bass. And you just don't get that under like 12 watts. Mm -hmm. So I get that anything Gibson makes a Gibson fan is going to buy. So they are going to sell those, but I don't understand that amp. And especially at that price point, because there are, it sounds like a champ. There are so many champ style amp circuits out there at, at much lower price points yeah. that, that are fantastic. That are great. There's a lot of ways to get into that sound for less money. It is a 10 inch. The five watt is a 10 inch speaker. And I will say, um, okay, go ahead. Everyone who complains about the 10 inch speaker and says that 10 inches don't sound good. You're a liar. Or you're an idiot because <laughs> you just actually haven't spent time with them because 10-inch um, speakers sound amazing. So I do wonder, um, just based on the couple of videos that I watched, I haven't, I've watched, okay, I've watched two different full demos um, and they both kind of sounded anemic, but they both also kind of sounded the way YouTube tends to make a lot of amps sound anemic. So I'm still in the camp of like, I want to hold off judgment until I can be in a room with sure, one. Sure, sure. Um, because I thought it sounded good, but anemic. So, I, which is exactly what, like when you're saying it right. sounds boxy and it sounds small. Tin can. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is like, it sounded kind of like, and the, and the two that I watched were the Gibson one. And I didn't think the, the, at least I didn't watch all of it. Uh, Cause I had to stop, but John Bollinger's premier guitar demo, I thought kind of sounded a little 
a little wimpy. And that wasn't through headphones. That was in my car, which should sound should bigger. Should sound massive. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. Like Steve's I said. Steve's got these Alpines, and it's like it's like the um, windows shake when he turns up demos. I do. I think my car has a Harman. Harman Kardon sound system in it. There you go. Premium sound. I don't know. Um, but, I, but I don't know if it was just the way it was recorded. Maybe that's how they sound. I don't know. To me, it sounded like a like a a gritty uh, uh, deluxe reverb. Yeah, it it sounded it, like a Fender amp that was pushed up into being spiky. You know how like Fender mm-hmm, amps, mm-hmm. like they're they're when they get dirty, they get kind of spiky. That's what it sounded like to yeah. me. Or like 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 another another good like variation, another alternative to that sort of sound. Like I really love. Uh, Steve is blocking it, but my Supro Delta Delta King 12 back there, Delta King 15, I forget the, the model number. That's like It's not the 10? It's not the 10. Oh, no, it's the 12. The 12, the 12 has 12. a 10-inch speaker. The 12 has a 10-inch speaker, but it's 15 watts. And it's watts. a 5-watt. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, no, maybe it, I'm thinking of a different one. It's the higher wattage one. Oh, okay. Those are great amps. Supro makes a bunch of amps that do that sort of thing right. really well. Yeah, All sorts of brands make amps that do that sort of thing really well. It's not like... I, I think part of what happens when a brand like Gibson launches something is that people are, are going to sit back and be like, well, they didn't really bring anything new to the market. Did right. They? Like this isn't, this isn't exactly earth shattering. Is it? It's an amplifier that sounds like the, yeah, they didn't reinvent amplifiers. <laughs> they came out with a specific flavor of amplifier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you what do you have to say? I've I've interrupted you at least five I, times. Now. I think um I think the Mesa tie in is is it's a good use of Mesa. I sure. think a lot of people wanted to know when uh, Gibson and Mesa did their was it a buyout? I I don't really remember uh, the details of it. If whether it was a buyout or a merger or what sure, acquisition, sure. um, a lot of people wondered if Gib- if Gibson would would leverage Mesa to bring back the amps and a lot of people wanted them to and now they've done it and they're offering an amp two amps that are cheaper than any amp that mesa makes uh for the the numbers on this um there's some gray because sweetwater has a bunch of mesa boogies on sale right now so there are some mesa boogie like 25 watt amps that are cheaper than the falcon 20 so this is kind of like the move like when uh uh I forgot the name of the company already. The company that bought Heritage and Tysco and Harmony. Right. Who are they? Well, it's we they were originally Band Labs. Band Labs. And but now they, they spun off. They renamed their music right. instru- music instrument. We segment. don't have we don't have a working relationship with them right now, so I can't remember. Uh, but they they bought Heritage, mm-hmm. and then they had Heritage making harmonies. Right on the heritage facility and then selling them for cheaper than heritage. Yeah. Like that's kind of what's going on here. It's kind of like that. Gibson bought Mesa or they're connected somehow. I don't, I feel like I'm not sure now. It's funny because we covered it and I just don't remember, but, and now they're using Mesa to build a cheaper product for them. Yeah. But it's less features, you know, it doesn't have the the knobs per dollar. I mean, I think uh, it does have a trim and a reverb, which Mesa doesn't. I mean, when you're talking about have. amps with knobs for dollar, yeah, like Mesa nails the knob for dollar right. ratio. It's right. like you want an you want an amp that is just staring back with you with a thousand chromy eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. a Mesa amp. Like there's just rows and rows of chromy knobs. 
all the way across a Mason. Sometimes they have sliders and stuff like yeah. that. Where this Gibson amp, like if you're going to compare it to like a Deluxe Reverb, it's got less knobs. It's got less knobs. It's got less watts. It's two less watts than a Deluxe Reverb. And it's one less knob because it doesn't have, uh, it's got trim and reverb, but it doesn't have a high and low EQ. It only, right. it has a master right. EQ knob, which kind of bugs me. Like I, it, unless I played one in person and I fell in love with it, despite it only having one knob, I kind of, I like to have at least two EQ knobs on. <laughs> I know that sounds like a lot. Like I'm asking a lot here to just have a high and a low and then just cross your fingers on the mids. But I like to have, you know, double the tonal options I, that the Gibson has. I, I think that that's like a, a, uh, legacy, it you is. know, part of the legacy design. It is a flavor um, of the style of amp that they made, you know, again, like, especially for the five watt, it's, it's hard to say because, Really, the only comparison that I can think of is, like we me- I mentioned before, is the um, the Rev. Right. In terms of like, are the are the Princetons and stuff are they made in Mexico? Oh, I don't know. Right now, they're probably the made, delu- deluxe. Probably made in Taiwan. I don't. I don't know. So I guess like we're all talking about North American labor, right? But you know, Mesa is always going to get that like premium. How much is the deluxe reverb right now? Aren't they like sixteen? Sixteen, I think, or like sixteen ninety nine or something like that. I think so, it's six. I think it's fifteen ninety nine for a deluxe reverb with similar wattage, slightly different features, probably a, an actually different sound when you compare compare them side by side. But kind of in the same neighborhood, they're kind of in the same neighborhood of price. Like, right. if you're shopping for Deluxe Reverb, you might as well check out the Gibson just in case. The sound that I heard is, so the Fender Deluxe Reverbs are supposed to, are relatively based on that, like, black plate sound from, like, the late mid-late 60s, right? To me, the Gibson one, at least in the video, is more of like a tweed deluxe sound. Sure. Like it's oh, totally. Got, it's got a little more of that like pronounced mid, probably because it doesn't have a, uh, it only has a tone knob. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like another flavor in the same, like you said, like it's, it's uh, you know, if, if a deluxe reverb is chocolate, the, maybe the, Maybe the the Gibson is uh like where's he going with this? Is like double brownie or something. You know, it's like oh, is this ice cream flavors? Ice cream. I was thinking about chocolate as an entire concept. No, no, okay. sorry, I meant ice cream. If, right. if 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 they were ice cream, like the fender is chocolate and the the Gibson is it's like fudge. Fudge brownie. Right, right. Like it's a variation on chocolate. Right, right. Or if they're vanilla, then one is French vanilla and the other right. is, you know, like just regular vanilla or yeah. whatever. American vanilla. Spanish vanilla. Let's get the Italian other country. I want to know what the other countries are doing with their vanilla. Let's get some international vanilla tastings going on. France has dominated for way too long. <laughs> uh, do we want to do the other Gibson? I yeah, mean, we teased it, so we, we have it. to. We have to now. Uh, so... I think it was earlier this week, maybe late last week uh, of the recording week. Uh, there is a, another, there's a podcast. Ca- there's a podcast that's been around for like a month and a half called the tone lounge podcast. It's a spinoff, I guess of a YouTube called channel called the tone lounge. It's a guy who's a demo artist. He's okay. And uh, so he started, so he's doing podcast. things backwards. He started a demo channel and then started a podcast. I think we so. started a podcast and then did a demo That's, channel. That is the way All that right. it appears. That's backwards. That's um, not the right way to do things guys. So I don't know it's who is, who is connected to what, 
Uh, but in their episode where they are interviewing Chris Jupiter from Jupiter Effects, mm-hmm. friend of the show, uh, they got onto the topic of Gibson potentially being for sale. They said they straight up said like well, they, the one of the hosts says that uh, well I that he assumes that the return on investment has not been good because Gibson is up for sale. And so it sounded the way you explained it to me because I didn't watch this thing. I just yeah. heard Steve tell me about it yeah. the way you described it it I sounds like it to you it's yeah but i didn't watch it uh you gave me you said so much i That's felt true. like i watched it That's 10 times true. uh you said that one of the guys sounds like he has a contact at gibson yeah in in the comments maybe like it's it's all it's all this is all very rumor there, mill there level is a stuff. comment on the video I don't have that pulled up. There's a comment on the video where somebody says, "What's your source for this?" It's there's you know there's nothing online about it. Uh, what's well, your, basically be. what's your source? It, this and, would be this would be going on behind the scenes right. at Illuminati meetings and, and stuff like that. What the the reply on the oh oh one of the hosts the host that's not the Tone Lounge guy is um, Frank Fleckenstein from FFX. FFX, I think is well. So he's a te- pedal, he's a technically he's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Jeez, um, sorry, I had that's to do it. bad. I had to do it. Um, but <laughs> what I was gonna say? Oh, also Andy is gonna be on. I think their next episode. When are we gonna be on? Have us on the show, boys. Yeah, after you made fun of the guy's name, I don't think you're gonna. I be wasn't on making there. fun of his name. I was just good, low hanging fruit. He's probably heard it a million times before. Um, so any, anyway, in the comments, I don't remember if it was Frank or um, I think the other guy's name is John, but I could be getting that wrong. Okay. I think it's John or Jonathan. Say what you were getting to. Um, he said that he uh, has he knows someone who is close to Gibson, uh, who's like in the know with Gibson. Now, now my that question is, is so vague. Right. I know someone who is close to Gibson. What does that mean? Right. But it's definitely enough for us to work off to get completely speculative here and say that, yes, Gibson is probably for sale. There, there were a lot of comments in there that I think, and I and it, it kind of makes sense, is that typically, did you see that? Yeah, it flashed. Oh, that was weird. It does that every now and then. The screen has a little like. I wish I could capture that and put it in the final cut. I've never seen that before. It did it again. I know. I know. I've never seen that before. Let's actually talk about what we're talking about on the Um, show. Is that so? Gibson's owned by two, or majority is owned by I think two different uh, private equity uh, companies or whatever, right? And one of them was. purchased about five years ago and the other one was like two or three years ago um and that it's typical for private private equity to not hold on to anything longer than five years they buy they buy things as an investment right they're trying to make a profit and they're not trying to make a profit by way of selling guitars they're trying to make a profit by way of building a cup up a company and then reselling it yeah so one of the comments that uh, that came up over and over again excuse me, is it's not about whether or not Gibson is a good return on investment. If in fact, if they're selling, it may mean that right now Gibson is a a very good return on investment. Right. I don't know how much they paid for it, but the way that like a private equity would think about it is okay. Say we bought Gibson for $200 million five years ago, and now they're worth 275 million. Right. The goal isn't to wait another five years and hope that they're worth, 390 million by that point the goal is to 
take your $75 million profit and go buy another $200 million company right. and do it again. Yeah. And then after five years, make another 75 million and, you know, or buy I'm three just $25 million companies. Sure. Or you buy one $50 million company, uh, another $10 million company, and then a $15 million company. He can't read, but he can do math in my head. I did all that in my head, guys. Aren't you impressed? Um, so I don't really know what the situation is, but I think it, it, like I said, it kind of, when you take a step back from like the initial shock right. of the headline, it kind of makes sense that Gibson would be up for sale right now. Yeah. In, in the private equity They're probably circles. always for sale. Right. Like everything is always for sale. Like everyone who owns a business is just waiting for someone to show up and be like, I'd like to pay you enough money that you can just die rich and never have to work mm-hmm. again. Like everyone would love that. Of, of course, whoever owns Gibson right now is like, I wouldn't mind if someone bought this right now so I could go do other stuff. The people who own Gibson don't own it because they're hoping to pick a guitar off the line. Right. They're not in it for the guitars. They look at it as a as a resource. Ryan, it's a cold hard business decision, you know. If you could see anybody buy Gibson, mm. who do you think who do you think it should be? Joe Bonham. No. <laughs> That's what that's what I happened know that the was last a, that time. was the rumor last time and it's ridiculous and stupid and people shouldn't talk that way like that's a dumb idea maybe I'll watch him do it though now that I've said it I could see him so there is a thing in, that was a, so boring I don't know though. if it's still happening but it's there was so a, boring what's so boring Joe Bonham him bu- him buying well it wouldn't be him there was a thing that I was know, going he would on a gather lot investors in, exactly yeah. in sports so like at one point, like the Los Angeles Dodgers, the whole headline was that Magic Johnson was buying the Los Angeles Dodgers. But really what it was is he was just the spokesperson for the team, like the the bi- team of billionaires who were buying the Los Angeles Joe Dodgers. Joe Bonamassa is one of those guys that definitely has enough rich people in his audience mm-hmm. that he probably could get like 300, four of them, 400 of them together. And be like, oh, I'll make you all shareholders, right? And we're gonna we're just gonna own Gibson together. But I'm gonna be the big boss. The real know? the real rich person that I could see actually buying Gibson potentially at some point is Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis you, Colts. Okay, you mentioned him a while back as a, like I a have. collector. He 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 has a he has like a touring museum. Right. So if 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 he has the money to own a sports franchise, I'm assuming that's enough money to buy a. You you valued them at three hundred seventy five million dollars. I just pulled the number, number out of nowhere. We don't know how I much Gibson that. is worth. I don't know what they're worth. We don't know what Gibson is worth. You could look up their value right now while I just spitball and just flap my gums. Yeah, just keep. So saying. I'm assuming that if someone has the money to own a sports franchise, then they definitely have the money to buy Gibson. Uh, yeah, I have no idea if this person would run it correctly or if they would run it at all or if they they would just own it and be like whoever's running it now just keep running it you know that's that's another part of the conversation if someone buys it do they does that mean they're running it i don't know probably not the day-to-day you wouldn't think no of course they're not down there you know like emptying trash cans and stuff (laughs) that's the janitors there are way too many things named gibson (laughs) (laughs) they haven't sued the other gibson into oblivion when i first looked up how much is Gibson worth? It Debbie was Gibson. it was four hundred and twenty five million, but it was Mel Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson could buy Gibson. Uh, and he then should, Mel and then Gibson when, buy Gibson. And then when I looked up Gibson Corporation, uh, it apparently there's an energy company named Gibson. 
and they're worth like four billion dollars. Well, they should buy Gibson then. They should buy everything named Gibson. So I'm having trouble finding this. Gibson Music Instrument GMIC is what I'm going for. This here. is this says their annual revenue is about three hundred million per year. Wow. So they're they're definitely worth more than uh, that. But it's not saying how much they are actually worth. Can you look up what they sold for last time? Uh, yeah. Let me try that. Sherlock Holmes over here. This is how you find the clues. How much is Gibson brand sale? It might not because it was probably that kind of private equity stuff might not really be public. Private information. I don't know. It could be a billion dollars. You know who I think shouldn't? By Gibson? Who? Elon Musk. He'd just ruin it. Oh. He'd just mess it all up. He'd come out with a stainless steel Les Paul, and it'd be dangerous, and it wouldn't work in the snow. <laughs> Do they- and it'd get fingerprints. Oh, are, be- are you talking get about fingerprints video? all over it? It'd get, all, it'd get all these fingerprints all over it? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't want Elon Musk buying Gibson. No, thank you. Uh, let's see this. Article, Who do you want me... to buy Gibson? Tell us in the comment section. I keep going to the commenters. They chapter 11. Begging them to do literally anything. Help us out here. Comment on the video. Okay. Uh, appara- according to Bloomberg, Gibson was worth $500 million. In, you too far or off. No, it says Gibson was 500 million in arrears. What are arrears? I have no. It What's was, an arrear? It was worth $500 million in the rear? What does that mean, Steve? I don't know. We're not smart enough An arrear is, oh, that's that's their, they had $500 million in debts. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Gibson, okay, this is a Bloomberg article in 2021, and it's behind a paywall, so I can't read it. But Gibson was had apparently a two hundred fifty million dollar loan from KKR. This, this is Steve. Like. We're not going to be able to figure this out. Uh, I think CBS should get back in the guitars game. <laughs> CBS, <laughs> Disney, Disney, buy Gibson. You won't ruin it at all. Just take care of business over there. Make make some pretty guitars and put them in Disney shows. I don't know. Someone's going to say you we should have done more research ahead of time. But here's what I'm going to say. those people, I say, screw you. It's never going to uh, happen. Taylor Swift should buy Gibson. Why sure, not? Why? She lives in Nashville sometimes. No, let's talk about this seriously. No one really cares about Marvel anymore. Every Marvel movie is flopping. Dude, did you have you seen Echo? I watched like an episode of it and it's, I wasn't. It's, it's it really get, good. Does it get better? Okay, I'll It's walk. the best thing Marvel's made in like. At least five years. That's not saying a lot right now. Uh, a lot of the di- like <laughs> Disney hard D Disney movies are flopping. They've been having a tough time at their over there at the House of the Mouse. What is Mid- soft D Disney? <laughs> Steamboat Willie is now public domain. Mm-hmm. You can just Steamboat Willie wherever you want now. Yeah. You can Steamboat Willie Nilly. Disney's okay. Disney's in trouble. All right, they yeah. need a solid yeah. legacy brand, and they need a brand that they can grow mm-hmm. by introducing it to a younger audience. They buy up Gibson. Now they're putting Gibsons in all 
these like Disney Channel like tween shows and stuff right, like that. Right. They're putting then there's no black tape on the headstock. It's just like, yeah, I got an ES335. I'm a teen in a cool band. All of their all of their little musical artists that they you know they have right. the show and then they turn them into musical artists. Yeah. All they all have uh, just Gibson, real Gibson, Gibson guitars or Kramers. They can throw Kramers yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. They got right. amps now. Mm-hmm. They got Kramers for the shredders. They got Gibsons for the bluesers. You they know, got like, Mesas for the shredders. They got Mesas. They have a, they have a lot of stuff underneath the Gibson family of brands that they can market to children. Yeah. Through their various media empires. I mean, you know, what, what Disney it, can use its massive, uh, Hollywood, uh, cabal influence to brainwash children into being future Gibson owners. It's actually probably the best plan for Gibson at this point. Because like the, a big problem with Gibson for for a long time now is that they lean so hard into legacy, 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 right. legacy, and uh, everyone who's watching is like, I'm not seeing any young people play Gibsons. You right want to get you, and now you can do that crossover. They but years ago they had a show or they had a movie. They did two movies, I think, and they could start making called, mandolins again, mm-hmm, and they okay. could put them in the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. Yeah, what I was going to say is is. Years ago, they had a movie called Camp Rock, and then they did Camp Rock 2, and those are movies. Camp Rock, I'm going to say, basically launched Demi Lovato's career. Maybe I got that wrong. I don't know. Sure. But what this theory presupposes is Camp Rock 3, the head of the camp, because now you own Gibson, is Slash. Slash runs the camp. Slash runs the camp. Slash camp. Slash camp. Slash camp. Is this 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 like... This is camp slash fiction. I was headed that way. They could make us. They could make a slasher fic. So they could make a slasher film with Slash playing Gibson guitars. Uh, we've gone too far. Slash is an X-wing pilot. They could put Slash in Star Wars. They could put Slash in Marvel. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot they could put okay. Slash in the X Men. They could put Sla- what other pro- what other, what if, Disney owns everything. They could Ma- Slash if, and everything. If Mark Agnese, dude, Mark Agnese as the new Professor X. Mark Agnese could move back to L A. Yeah, if Disney buys Gibson, you yeah. know. Yeah. How about that? But Mark Agnese as the new Professor X, I'm on I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I'm on board for that. He's 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 young enough that he could get, he could get a couple decades in that franchise. Mark, are you on board? Agnesi or Zuckerberg? Agnesi. I'm talking to Agnesi this time, not not the other Mark in my life. <laughs> if I put if I put this clip on Instagram, he'll probably reply. Hi, Mark. Agnesi or Zuckerberg? Agnesi. Oh. Zuckerberg doesn't follow me follow me on Instagram. He's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, yeah. you ready to do this last ad? Yeah, I, I was born ready, Steve. No, I wasn't. I had, it took years for me to prepare. Uh, this last ad was sent by the 40 watt podcast. That's right. It says selling studio of high end gear. That's Philip Carter, uh, who we will be staying with on am. Yeah. And he's a guy who does the Sunday morning show with you yeah. once a month, uh, selling off high gear. I bought for my twin sons years ago. They're in college and don't have time. Most of these items haven't been played outside the house. DW drums, Bob Bradshaw rack slash pedal boards built for both guitar and bass. With wireless mic and battery chargers, Metropolis's tube amps, Ampeg Heritage tube amps, and 810 Heritage cabinets. Various guitars, most are American-made, lots of mics for drums, cymbals and voice, QSC K12.2, 12-inch 
blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's in York, Pennsylvania. Martin Dwight Yoakum with Martin Installed Electronics and Fishman Amp. What? He's just, he's got a basement studio full of gear. And I'm going to pitch here because this, he, this guy just spoiled his twins. This guy's got twins and he's just like the world for my twins, whatever they want, whatever I think they need. I'm going to get it for them. I think this guy is ready to adopt <laughs> his kids moved out. If you're looking at this collection and you're like, Oh baby, look this guy up and be like, I'll adopt me. I'll be your new son. I'll, I'll change clothes here and there. So you think there's two of me, maybe you and a friend, you and a friend get in together, approach this guy. I'm like, we'll be your new twins. Adopt us, please. We, we, we want in on this family situation. I am so confused about this listing. He's got so much stuff. This guy spoiled his kids rotten and then they left. If, if my dad bought me a room full of Marshall stacks, I'd never leave home. Are you kidding me? Well, these Why'd are, they go to college? Those are Marshall cabinets, but they're Metropolis. Heads, I know, I know. Whatever. But still, like that, you know that's the flavor of what you got there. Look like, at this guitar wall. I know. I mean, I probably have more guitars here, but there each one of those guitars is probably worth more than my There's entire collection. At least two Dusenbergs and two Ricken Rickenbackers. Right. It's pronounced Rickenbacker, Steve. That was Rickenbacker. Rickenbacker. That's, so those, that's those two Duesenbergs and those two Rickenbackers are probably worth more than all of your guitars. Not all of them, but a, a majority of them. <laughs> oh, man. It's like he's got this full studio. Is it? Is it even a basement? It actually, it might be like a studio disconnected from their house. Like it looks like a studio studio. Yeah. It doesn't have a low ceiling like a basement. It, it's some sort of like rich person situation. If I was that rich, man, I wouldn't send my kids to college. I'd be like, ah, just just be kids forever. Just always be children. <laughs> just hang out with your old man. And I don't know anything about York, Pennsylvania. I don't know. That's anything. why I'm not rich because I don't. I wouldn't know what to do with the money. <laughs> just play video games with me, kids. Just hang out with me. Be in a band with me and play video games all day. I'll stop working and York just be is rich. a city in southern Pennsylvania. Okay, cool. Good to know. This it's could be in out, a barn. It's two hours outside of Philadelphia. I don't know what Steve is getting at here. I'm just... But when, when he gets to the point, all our minds are just going to be blown. I just realized I was trying to look up this, like, Croy, whatever, on the drums, see if oh. that means something. But then I realized that that is actually just York backwards. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you think that was their band name there is a company called croy distribution you should be looking for a band steve croy band there's a lot of croy stuff in troy uh yeah, there is a band called croy is it in philadelphia i don't know this croy is the recording project of camille poliquin croy music I don't think that doesn't sound like one. twins to me. It doesn't sound like twins. You know, twins would, it would, it would list both. One of them. of them would be Arnold and the other one would be Danny DeVito. Can you imagine, can you imagine being in a band with your twin and that twin takes all the credit? 
Like just one guy. Yeah, we're 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 twins. I do all the work though. Like I'm I'm really the creative force here. He just kind of stands around and, and completes like the whole twin gimmick. I don't think I'm gonna find anything. This is just silly. I mean, and there's no prices listed. Everything on here is you know is expensive as hell. Maybe it's like this cynical jealousy inside of me, but the fact that his kids moved away and now he's selling it all makes me think that they never really appreciated it to begin with. Like I get them moving away, but if it was like, well, man, we just spent so much time in there. Like we've got this family band or like, man, we just like, it's just this amazing experience that we had here in in the studio that dad built. He would leave it up forever. He wouldn't be selling the stuff, but they, they grew up, they grew out of it. They moved away to college they're getting their MBAs. They're tw- twin MBAs, guys. In this one picture that you know you'll see rotating around, and hats. They've got the sheet music or the like the tabs for Detroit Rock City. And now, now this guy's just like, well, they grew out of it. It's time to move on. It's time. It's time to clear out the studio, and I'm going to move a classic car I mean, in there. He's got these like fancy chairs. He's got slot. You machines. think those chairs are fancy? I think that's like the mod look, like. I think he paid a lot of money for those chairs. He probably paid too much money for them, but that's like, I, I don't, I don't like those. I'm not saying I like them or don't like them. I'm saying they're fancy. They're not fancy, Steve. They're novelty. This kid in this picture does not look like he's, that's not one of the twins. That is not one of the twins. Different kid. Yeah. We don't talk about him. He's not a twin. There's only one of those. We buy all this stuff for the twins, you know, nothing, nothing about this listing makes sense to me <laughs> what do you think it's all worth steve everything all in one go oh my goodness uh hold on one two three six seven eight uh so that's probably at least sixteen thousand dollars and i haven't even started that's just the amps counting the guitars one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen that's probably another thirty ish thousand dollars so it's going to be a hundred K easy. I don't know if it gets up to a hundred, but it's after all, after all the, 50. the studio stuff and things like that and the room right. treatments and, and everything else going on there. I bet this guy spent a hundred K. Yeah. How just much? trying, just trying to play some music with his twins and his twins had to up and leave and go, go back home. Twins. You're missed. Your daddy misses you. He bought you all this cool stuff because he wanted to play, uh, he, he wanted to play Detroit Rock City with you. Yeah, and they probably wanted to play like Blink-182, and that's why they left. Other other dads just want to toss the ball around. How much does a baseball cost, Steve? Like a good one's like maybe $10. A good ball is $10. This, this dad said, that's not enough for my boys. I got twins. I'm going to drop 50 k each, and we're going to have six Marshall stacks in here. I know they're not real Marshalls. We're going to have every guitar you could imagine. We're going to have tacky chairs. Mm-hmm. We're have mixing boards and pedals and rack units and stuff like that. And I'm going to give my kids the best childhood they could ever have. And then they just moved away like a bunch of ungrateful a-holes. I hope they don't come home for Father's Day. They should never show their face again. Jeez. Holy smoke. So the <laughs> Metropolis amps are like $3,000 new. Yeah, of course they are. They're, they're yeah. a big amp head. Like that's what amp heads cost now. Oh, you got anything else about to say about this, Ryan? No. Hey uh, twins. Don't come fight me. Cause there's two of you and I won't win. <laughs> is the baritone 
PRS still your adventurous club? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. What are we? How are we going to do this wheel of pedals, man? Because what mine gonna is going to be wordy. I'm Dave to the grave now, baby. Dave to the grave. Hand me the wheel. Hand me the wheel. I don't have the marker for it right now. Is the problem? <laughs> Steve is going to knock over the entire garage trying to get this thing. All right, we got the wheel. How are we going to do this? Everything's. I don't have a dry erase marker. Here, here, we'll do it like this. What are you? What? What are you? Oh, you're going to do tape. All right. This is, this is good tape to stick. This is going to take too long, Steve. No, no, it's not. It's not. It literally, I just need. Steve, light. I can do this without marking anything. What are you going to do? I'm going to take primary colors. You're going to take secondary colors. I don't know colors, dude. Primary colors are. Oh, maybe this one. Is work. it the same? Red, yellow, blue. Is it the same number? Uh, no, it's not. Damn it! This is going to take so no, long. No, this is going to take. 12 seconds to just like slap on a couple pieces of tape and whichever one gets closest. And then anything between be down from that here, I'll turn it around. I'll try to read it in the monitor. This is too I complicated. Can't. So here's a, here's a, an S right. This is it's a, just whichever one gets closer. This is an S if it's, Oh you, yeah, we'll just do whatever, get whichever one it's closer to. Will this break Ryan's curse? This little flappy thing's about to break. It's what's oh, going to break. Hope. Yeah, if that breaks, then it will never stop. Oh, it is about to break. Yeah, that's because my kids have been playing with it. Oh. Your Wheel kid. of pedals, turn, turn, turn. Tell us. It was slowing down, and then it stopped going, slowing down. So who is that? I don't know. No way, it's you. Is it really? really is that me right there? It's you. <laughs> it's you every time. I win again. It's I win Steve, again. Steve wins every time, no matter what. One day, I'll break the curse. I'm going to hire like a voodoo priest to come in here and like just clear stuff uh, out. So There's bad juju in here. There's congratulations, bad spirits. Congratulations to Brian Brooks. Uh I think it was Matt Carnivali reached out. It was either Matt or Dave Santander. I don't remember which one, but I think it was one of them. It could have been someone else reached out and suggested that I add to the Facebook or to the website. Um, like every time you like win, a, no, like a five timers club, like SNL has. Ah. Uh, so we can keep track of that. I haven't put it together yet, uh, but that will be something I put together soonish. It could be four timers. Cause that's a hundred dollar club. You get a hundred bucks. That's, a, that's significant. Yeah. Get a hundred bucks out of the four, show. Four. Yeah. You want to just do four? Sure. We definitely have people who, uh, who are already four timers. Sure. So. That's a special club. All right. This song uh, was sent by Spruce Pine a really long time ago, and I just found it. Yeah. Steve found uh, an old email. And this like, is, oh, I didn't play this. From Rex. He says, check out my surf punk masterpiece, Big Kahuna by Spruce Pine. I went with my own drip recipe for this, definitely inspired by 60 cycle uh, drip shootouts, rogue analog delay, one slap to a hungry robot HG, to an Ocean's 11, to a Fender Twin Reverb. Wow. So it's the o Ocean's 11 digital drip into the Twins drip. This is going to be drenched. <laughs>
a hell of a song to not play for two years steve oh four years four years jeez i don't know how i missed it that's a killer track i don't know how i missed it good job amazing probably doesn't even listen anymore because we didn't play a song i know he's probably bitter he's probably pissed you should email him hey we finally to do some emotional work oh my gosh don't Uh, (laughs) you should email him a link to the episode yeah, yeah. when it publishes. Hey, That's a good find, idea. Or email him tonight and be like, hey, we're going to, you made it on the show finally. We're so sorry. Yeah. Because that's yeah. an excellent I track. will email him as soon as we finish recording. Okay. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded.